It's another week. It's another episode of the Dave Stockbridge's on Real Estate Experience Podcast. Well, welcome to another edition of the Dave Stockbridge's Real Estate Experience Podcast. I'm Dave Stockbridge, and uh, thank you for joining me once again from Fluid Solar House. That's our base. That's our home ground, and we're absolutely proud to be part of this wonderful project. It's the first commercial off-grid building in the world, and if ever you want to pop by and check it all out, we'll happily take you on a tour here. So... I'm a real estate agent of some 20 years experience. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. It's something that we try to make weekly, although we might have just missed out last week as we were undertaking some interviews with some well-known local identities that are throwing their hat into the ring and becoming candidates in the upcoming council elections. And as I promised you a couple of podcasts ago, I hope to be bringing you more insights from those people that influence our community over the coming months as we near closer to that upcoming local election. So what has been going on in real estate over the last week or so that's worth reporting to you? Well, certainly it is a seller's market. Um, properties that we were struggling to drive inquiry on just eight weeks ago, and those properties that are probably a, a little bit tired on the market that uh, we often do struggle with, you know, after that initial burst of inquiry that almost every listing enjoys in the northern suburbs right now. Come week four to week six, it becomes a little bit difficult. Uh, we tend to find our numbers do drop away as the naturally that uh, early momentum starts to pull away from us and uh, we're left with nothing but feedback with respect to what we need to do next. Now without a price adjustment or uh, some kind of um, a re-engagement strategy, uh, properties can find themselves on the market very quickly for three months without inviting any further offers or interest. So we do all we can in order to stimulate interest at that point and normally our efforts would result in two or three or four additional inquiries and maybe that, ha- that uh, offer that our vendors are seeking and sometimes not. Um, but what we've found just more recently is that uh, our engagement via social media has been exceptional and that's certainly been our tool come week four to week six when inquiry does soften through the more traditional means. So it's very important to note that if your agent isn't able to sell a property within the first two or three weeks, do they have a strategy for week four to week eight? And we certainly do. And what's been going on out there at the moment is that we're picking up on that wave of buyers before everybody else is meeting them, meaning that we're appearing in the space of their distraction. We're popping up on their uh, newsfeed on Facebook when they're flicking through and catching up with friends and deploying uh, our videos and our beautiful photography uh, so that those people, once they once it pops up on their feed, it's very eye-catching and inviting and, and we're drawing those secondary buyers, those people that aren't primary purchasers, those people that aren't the one percenters that are transacting real estate uh, this weekend, uh, those people that may have been thinking about it for some period of time but haven't actioned on that and uh, have what we call are very much in consideration mode. They're not necessarily out there at open inspections meeting agents on the weekend uh, looking at property. Uh, whereas instead, it's more of a thought bubble. It's more something that they've uh, curated as part of their uh, conversation with their partner over a period of time, but haven't yet gone out that next step and uh, and had a look at properties and started to get actively involved in a property search. Well, whilst people are in that mode of not yet committing to the real estate market, before they've met too many other real estate agents, we're finding our way in front of them. Uh, our vendors, properties are finding their way in front of those people, and it's proven to be very, very valuable come sale time for many of our vendors that have, um, one, enjoyed stronger line of inquiry early on than they would have otherwise, and certainly if they're not sold within that first month, uh, it's getting real traction with, their, with the re-engagement strategies that we're deploying on their behalf. So 
And I would say that that's the characteristic that we're seeing. Properties that had previously struggled on the market for some period of time uh, are now come that re-engagement um, uh, period are finding buyers quite readily. It's very effervescent out there, but um, the bubbles can fade away very, very quickly. And so uh, we've essentially got to whack a big soda stream on the side of, of a house campaign, of a selling campaign, in order to uh, get that bubble back. And uh, that's worked extreme, extremely successfully for us and is uh, certainly showing to be a trend of 2018 where um, we've got that formula and mixture right when it comes to uh, engaging content and, of course, now understanding exactly how to deploy it for our vendors' maximum effect. So that's one of the dynamics I'm noticing right now that we're now able to bring forward a whole wave of buyers or certainly introduce that next wave of buyers who haven't yet come to market, who aren't yet talking to other agents, but introduce our products, our property, ourselves to those people uh, before they talk to too many others. So uh, that, that's an interesting one. Uh, my blog this week really did centre on those suburbs that haven't enjoyed any capital growth since the GFC and, and why they would be good to buy in now. So an executive summary of that is quite simply that uh, since the GFC, uh, there's been uh, some properties that have enjoyed good capital growth and certainly in around that inner city rim, that uh, suburban rim, uh, that you always find that there's a, a high level of interest in any listings that come up through there. But once you get on the other side of Jeps Cross uh, and uh, on your way to Gawler, of course, that interest becomes somewhat more patchy. Now, there are some hot spots out there right now. Um, Mawson Lakes isn't one of them, strangely enough, as beautiful a suburb as that might be. Um, we're just not finding that there's huge engagement from the buying public and attendances at open inspections haven't been what they uh, could be or certainly what they were uh, only a short time ago. But go across the road in Parafield Gardens and it's a different story. Uh, the huge Indian migration into that area as a result of the uh, temple that's recently been constructed at a cost of, I believe, over $5 million. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, temple and you can see it really certainly is the hub for the Hindu community but um, that has, has proven such a draw card for that community that real estate in and around there especially uh, properties sub $400,000 are experiencing the lowest days on market that we've ever seen and achieving the best prices uh, that uh, we've ever seen for Parafield Gardens. Paralawi, uh, for slightly different reasons, but nonetheless um, has uh, also seen a, a rise in value. Now, maybe not to the same extent because you don't have that sheer concentration of one community in the one space or vying and competing for the, for the one very restricted space. And although Parafield Gardens is a particularly large area of, of over 5,000 homes, uh, the reality is, is that most of the action in around Parafield Gardens is uh, around that schooling precinct up and down Shepherdson Road where there's a number of uh, excellent schools there. Um, I chair the Holy Family School as some of you may be familiar and are very proud of the work that uh, Kerry White and his team, team are doing there but uh, moreover they've, they've created a schooling community through there that's proving extremely popular for anybody, any family seeking to settle in the area with children of school age and so that's in itself a draw card as well. Um, so you've got those two massive features of that suburb, the schooling precinct, the new temple, are driving huge interest to Parafra Gardens. And that's just not happening in Paralawi in the, exactly the same way. But nonetheless, good, strong um, uh, Afghan community that's uh, sprung up in that area. It, it's an area, especially around Settlers Farm there, where the newness of property, relative newness of properties are 
for predominantly under 25 years of age means that people feel comfortable in buying them, feeling that those homes have still got plenty of life still left in them. Uh, and of course, the, the Settlers Farm Primary School and uh, all of the, uh, the the shopping precinct there that uh, seems to be expanding. There's plans for that to uh, be even further developed over the next 12 to 18 months. And of course, all the conveniences of the fast food is something that a lot of people just appreciate as well. Uh, Bethany is an excellent school. Um, and, uh, and of course, you're only a short drive away from that um, much coveted Parafield Garden School in Precinct as well, but certainly not within walking distances, perhaps uh, Bethany and um, uh, Settlers Farm Primary certainly are. Also, you've got the, uh, the bus going up and down at Liberator Drive um, and, and down Burton Road, and so that whole pocket from the Fairbanks Estate down to Settlers Farm and then off uh, towards um, Kings Road is proving to be extremely popular with young families looking to buy on a budget. Um, a, a good testament to that is the property that we opened for only the second time this weekend, second time in eight days, uh, having attracted over a couple of dozen buyers and, and an offer in a competitive circumstance and, and a sale well in excess of $400,000. We also uh, have just had unconditional approval on a sale on Port Wakefield Road, quite a prominent site, and originally that uh, site uh, took in all the way down to the corner where the BP service station is there on the corner of Bolivar Road and Port Wakefield Road and back up to the old Judd Homestead and down Henry Street. And over the years has been sold off and so leaving now just a smidge over 2,900 square metres and an old 1960s solid brick uh, basket range a triple fronted dwelling uh, which was very very solid in nature and very well cared for by the owners uh, for many many years and um, and that site also just sold so setting a record price for a property in Par Paralawi in 2016. So very heartening to see sales happen in excess of 400 for the larger uh, four bedroom homes in the area in excess of $600,000 for those that do have a little bit of land uh, accompanying the, the offering as well. So this is giving you a strong indication that the market's never been better through those areas. But then you pop on the other side of the RAF base and it's a whole different world. And, and a lot of people that purchased there in 2008, 2009 uh, and 2010 as Kevin Rudd's $24,000 first home buyer grant uh, was available uh, are losing money now and uh, especially those people that bought in an investment seminar type scenario where they've uh, purchased uh, properties and we see this happen quite a lot four bedroom two living area homes uh, on 400 or so square meters of land with double garage that had cost these people over three hundred and ten thousand dollars building often three twenty three twenty five are now struggling to see three hundred in a lot of cases selling between the two seventy five and two eighty five range heartbreaking for those people very very difficult to understand when just a matter of seven or eight kilometers uh, down the road we're seeing some pretty extraordinary results being achieved and best results we've we've ever seen um, so on the other side of rap base there's particularly good value so andrews farm manapara west uh, any of those areas where there's a lot of generic housing stock you'll see that the median values have been dragged back by those uh, homes. But the reality is, is if there's a four bedroom, two or three living area home, it's proving exceptionally popular. Now, once again, migration pressure. So big Sudanese community is establishing itself in the outer northern rim there, and it's uh, easy to see why. Curtis Road has popped up and is an extremely... Uh, uh, a, a, well, convenient um, precinct there with excellent commercial um, activity 
uh, new shops opening up all the time, all the essential elements um, that a community requires to prosper uh, is now available up and down Curtis Road and not far into the Playford Alive estate. Um, there's a beautiful streetscape out through Playford Alive as well and, and some of those more established uh, parts of Andrews Farm also enjoy beautiful streetscaping, open spaces, parklands and they've done a great job in incorporating some of those waterways uh, into uh, the uh, general landscape of the area and so creating a, a very uh, aesthetically pleasing area in the city of Playford has continued to invest to make best use of these public spaces and there's an excellent, excellent dog park and uh, a BMX trail and uh, walking trails and landscaped area as part of the wetlands precinct just down there in Devon Road, uh, Andrews Farm adjacent uh, St Columba just to give you a real um, sense as to um, Playford's motivation and um, aspiration for the area. It is uh, a very pretty area, uh, there's no doubt about that. And certainly a lot different to what people might have seen 10 or 15 years ago when they found their way out to the outer northern rim of metropolitan Adelaide. Uh, of course, St Columba is a, a colossal school and huge enrolment and uh, really is the centre of that community and in itself uh, a reason why people find their way out to Andrews Farm. But now it's accompanied by excellent public schooling facilities as well and so uh, of course making it all the more livable as a result. The Northern Expressway that now carves its way through that uh, precinct is uh, without doubt the game changer. So all in all there's been over a billion dollars spent in that precinct over the last five to ten years and the streetscape and improvements through that area are really have to be seen to be appreciated and even for locals that um, for instance I took my mum for a drive down by Curtis Road and although she only lives in Blakeview she has very little reason to find her way down Curtis Road and um, we were just driving down there the other day and she was lost she had no idea um, what, what, what this area was um, it was so um, it was it was so different uh, to what she'd uh, noticed last time, where it was almost semi-rural land, um, and uh, without without any of the shops and any of the road widening and all of that uh, that's recently taken place in the area having happened, and uh, that she was uh, she was flabbergasted. She had no idea that this investment was happening, but on her doorstep, uh, only a kilometre or so down the road, and so a whole new world opened up for her as well. So it's not just the people of that precinct that are benefiting; it's it's those that live in the adjoining areas that are also now enjoying the additional conveniences facilities services that are now on offer uh, right throughout that area. So, But why haven't property values moved? Well, there's huge land availability. So two, two reasons to answer, uh, two ways I can answer that. And firstly, it's because of the generic nature of housing and, uh, and that there is, the second one, is that there's huge opportunities for developers to build all the way down to Dowkeith Road now that that land's been slated for residential uh, build. So really 15, 20 years worth of land still available means that people will always have the option to build for not that much different a price as what it is to buy established. And so as that area fills up, and we're starting to see this in certain pockets of Andrews Farm, um, for instance, that um, are a little bit away from, say, Curtis Road, and they're nestled quite comfortably in close to that Drake supermarket, for instance. Those little pockets are going gangbusters now all of a sudden because uh, we've now got a, a, a service provider like Drake's and the, that new shopping centre now anchoring uh, the area and becoming a new micro-epicentre uh, for activity. Uh, that means that those people don't have to now go to Manapara, don't have to find their way up into what is a very busy Curtis Road or 
out to the Elizabeth City Centre in order to undertake um, their weekly shopping. They are now able to do that almost within walking distance. And of course, when you've got parks within walking distance, BMX trails within walking distance, excellent public and private, private schooling all within working distance, and now all of this shopping um, all available, uh, it certainly makes sense uh, to buy and, and as a result we're now start, starting to see values slowly move upwards, especially for those larger four bedroom family homes. And there's been a couple of uh, record results that have been achieved through that area recently uh, to Rothbury Street in Andrews Farm. is a classic example. It's a wonderful property and, and we sold that one for $440,000 at a, a smidge over 180 square metres of living on site on a 600 square metre allotment. So that should give you a sense that people aren't now afraid to spend best part of $450,000 on a generous four-bedroom modern home through that area. And so it's only a matter of time before the other values kind of move a little bit further northward. And uh, my best bet is, is for anybody that's seeking the best balance in lifestyle and affordability, there are a few better places, not just in Adelaide, but in metropolitan Australian capital cities full stop. Uh, so there you have it. There's my thoughts. There's my insights and a bit of a summary of my blog this week. If you haven't already registered for my blog, please do so. It's just simply a matter of uh, drop me a line. We'll make sure that you get that every week. Uh, or please like the Facebook page, Dave Stoppage's Real Estate Experience. Um, you jump on there and you're going to get not only the newsletter, but all of our new releases, as well as other insights and information that we hope helps you on your property journey. I'm Dave from Real and until next week, I bid you a good day. Dave Stockbridge's Real Estate Experience podcast is brought to you by the Influencers and Innovators podcast, proudly supported by Matthew Norris Visual Productions. I'm Dave Stockbridge. Thanks so much for joining us once again and we'll look forward to speaking with you next week.